everybody. Welcome back to a really awkwardly funny episode of Youth Ministry Booster. Uh, hanging out with my buddy Chad Higgins today in the world of youth ministry and boosting and masterminds and leadership to take a break from summer to do a little contest time. So our good friend Ben Reed over at youthmen.org posted a really funny pitch about a week and a half ago to a bunch of youth pastors. What would be a at the movies series <laughs> that you would want to do, but couldn't pull off maybe because the movie or the content was questionable. And I said, Ben, that's way too funny to just be like a funny thread. We need to gamify that because if there's one thing I know about youth pastors, they love gaming things that they'll never have to actually do. We love to spoof. <laughs> And we love to cut a good joke. So, Chad Higgins, uh, I have put in a tank of, uh, well, it's a database that's not named, all the responses. We had almost 100 responses to this thing. And so I uh, had you read through them, read a bunch to you. We giggled together. We laughed out loud. And so we're going to announce the top 10 uh, in no particular order. We have a grand prize winner, and we have nine other ones that are really funny. And they're all going to get youthmen.org store credit. And then our big winner is going to get some Amazon cash and then a year to Youth Ministry Booster for membership. And so, uh, Chad, before we jump in for this contest reveal, you have any, have any catch up for our people this day? Like the summer is over. We're here. We're in fun mode, man. It's the fall time. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I definitely will say, and um, let's come honest and clean for a moment. Um, some of you, some of you folks are not funny. Okay, oh, we're just are you throwing gonna, darts. You throwing darts? I, I, I am going to say. I here's the thing. I don't know that they completely understood it. Right? It was definitely there were a few that were like, you could tell that were just like. I don't really know what's going on here, right? Okay. Almost like they were like reaching for like, okay, somebody has to get up and preach this, right? right. And so like this is, is the someone like, going to author this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so like some of them were like way overthought, if that makes sense, and well, some of them were. It's so, reaching for sure. And I want to share and I want, I want to, I want to put the onus back on a few folks. I had several people write into me either email or, or, or DM or personal cell phone number saying, please don't put my name with this. Here's my submission. And so I think for a lot of folks, they were afraid to go there. And so for the brave ones that did as, as, as a, a budding standup comedian, I appreciate you going there because the best thing that we can do is have something that's hilarious or something that bombs. And I, there was some really, really good ones. There were a few bombs that Chad there were a few. There were a few that made me uncomfortable, though. <laughs> Which like, is what comedy should do. Comedy should at least, uh, I, don't know. I think it should awaken us to feel us. It got you to feel, Chad Higgins. It made you feel. The feel was cringe, but you felt it. Dirty. <laughs> some were dirty. I'm like, some of you. And okay, can we just have a moment? Dear youth pastors, why is it the immediate, the immediate moment that you get a license to do a movie series you shouldn't do that all of you's first thought was Fifty Shades of Grey? All that tells yeah. me is that you all have watched it and you're just waiting to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. All right. So we we definitely we ended up picking even some of them that I was like, oh nope, that's that's right at the line right there. <laughs> all right, we've I, we have we have gotten there again. We put these all on a big list and we just kind of read through them and we kind of did a chuckle gauge for Chad of which of these, like say, without author made you laugh. And so here's some of the ones uh, that we thought were really funny. So Chad, do you want honors? You want me to read and then you can giggle or explain or what do we do? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you read. We'll, we'll go back and forth. Okay, just like randomly. I, I got the list in front of me as well, okay. and so if you want to kind of go out of order and and just okay, pick, so pick I, 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 I want to start with this one because I, I thought th- this one hit me right in the spot uh, because I, I, I think this movie's hilarious. It's a terrible movie, and so on the grounds of being both like a movie you wouldn't show your kids, and it's also just a really terrible movie. Uh, from our good friend Trent Mickles, Michaels Mickles. Yeah. The Room, a study through the second gospel and how it affects your relationships. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Like, he wrote it perfectly to have it in with the oh, hi, Mark. It was, it was, it, that was a well set up line. And so for Trent, uh, enjoy your youthman.org store credit cash, man, because that was hilarious. I feel like that, that joke though, like you have to be somewhat knowledgeable about like horrible movie pop culture that's okay. right it doesn't have to be for everybody no no it's it's that's why it's funny though right it's like it's so obscure like the fact that he would bring in the high mock yeah. and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> so it was pretty working good. it was working good. well done trent well done um the next one that i'll read is um from joshua he puts uh, the anchor man making Jesus your anchor man, <laughs> which I, but, I think um, you have to know Josh a little bit. So for Josh Crouch, a little bit of a surfer dude. And like, I just like a little California vibe, a little San Diego vibe of anchor man making Jesus your anchor man. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you read it, like Ron Burgundy would read it off a teleprompter. It gets there. It's good. It's good. Oh, so we'll play Josh. We'll play uh do, do you did you like the anchorman movies were you i an did anchorman oh, well, it's fan? so quotable right it's the most it's the anchorman the first one was the most quotable movie in the history of movies that's that was an award you had. you're a big will ferrell fan we had a conversation just earlier today fan. you <laughs> you love his impersonation he's got right? a lot of he's got a lot of range for a heavy set guy you know it's good <laughs> uh from what is from, what what is your favorite snl will ferrell character oh, favorite the jacob uh news anchor guy that can't control the volume of his voice like that <laughs> the is voice of modulation the voice of modulation guy and that's the way that he talks because you're just not ready for it every time you're not ready for it and then when he has to explain it to the news anchor for a weekend update every time you're just not ready for it <laughs> hello mine, colin <laughs> mine it, it's down to two uh I love Robert Goulet. Robert like, Goulet. Robert, Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. <laughs> well, hello. There you are, big horn ram. Uh, the other one is, I, I want to say he's a professor, but it's the hot tub. Oh, yeah. You know what <laughs> With I'm With the wife about? and they bring the couples over. Yeah. yeah just the awkward. Yeah. yeah. In, yeah. The in the hot tub. In the hot tub. My tub, my lovely. Uh, 
It just right, reads like a one. Song of Solomon excerpt. <laughs> yeah, next one. Uh, um, so Jonathan Baldwin, so we'll go from Josh to Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan Baldwin, taken, because being taken is better than being left behind. This one makes the <laughs> list for me because he gets two movies in one, and it's a real it's a real twofer. And I just love the idea of Liam Neeson and Kirk Cameron being on the cover art for your summer series. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh about this one it actually put me in like a pulpit trying to like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. do this and like make the reach of trying to convince your people that you're speaking to that they're the kidnapped girl. And that's, a and good that's okay. Thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it gets complicated. It gets really complicated. Not as complicated as some of the other ones you're about to read, which will need a little bit of pastoral um, discernment. Okay, so um, I'll do this one. I'm not going to jump into pastoral discernment yet. Um, from Doug Stevens, snakes on a plane. And then he just says 95% of the time, snakes should be killed. Every time a snake is mentioned, creation, Paul's journey, Moses, snake, staff. Just snake slaughter so, stories. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a nice grouping I mean, for like a, like a teaching series, right? Like every week is a new snake. And that's, that's good. That's good. Probably can't show the film to the kids, though. Probably. Why? I did just that line of with Samuel L. Jackson. Right, right. Well, that's the whole movie. Is there anything else that happens in the movie? <laughs> like, just that I line. mean, if you don't show that line, then you're not showing the movie. Like, I don't really know yeah, what yeah. else even happens in the movie. So, but no, it's good. It's good. Uh, so we had a, a double win. So, uh, I'll go ahead and read two because apparently he took us to a dark place. Uh, so Alan Posey, uh, with two top 10 entries, uh, again, didn't have the authors in front of us. We were just picking the ones that made us chuckle the most. Uh, so saw the importance of having a mentor, which is just <laughs> great, great. And this is like, so true confession, true confession, secret time, uh, Chad Higgins. I have gone to the opening weekend of every saw movie release. Shut up. I'm Why? not proud of it because I got hooked and someone told no, me it was a series. Not. You can ask Karen. So secret time. I've been Ugh, whenever there's a Saw movie, working. I go opening weekend to go see it. By yourself. By myself. I'm that guy in the theater who Ooh. they all think, Ooh. oh, he's the killer. And that's me every time. Dude, I'm telling you right now, if I did not know you and I just saw some random dude opening weekend by himself watching Saw. I'm a little creeped out. You're by scooting it. in. You're scooting in a little bit. Yeah. Look, checking for exits. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, I can't justify it. Any other thing that I got hooked on the series. It, it's like a really expensive Netflix habit. So dude, we may need, we may need to talk about this like <laughs> afterwards. So Alan, that's number one for you, man. And then a little more store credit coming your way. Uh, so there were many entries in the sub genre of 50 shades of gray, <laughs> but Alan, you had the winning entry, at least for us, because it raises a lot of conversation. Oh my gosh. I felt I've, I, I'm just telling you right now, I feel horrible. You about to even say this. Well, I was going to have you read it. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not reading it. So what Alan wrote, which is at least... Well, throw him under the bus. <laughs> it was his. Naming it out loud. Again, for store credit. And for As, the messenger, As the messenger for Alan. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Wife, submit to your husband. Cringe. Oh, so, bad. so cringe. Ugh. So cringe. 
Uh, Chad, bring us up a notch or, or maybe take us down the dark journey. We've only got a couple left here before we announce our winner. All right. So Ted, Ted Simmons, uh, Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> Which I love. It's the uh, sequel. <laughs> uh, and then he just has Honor Thy Father. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> See, I would have loved Daddy's Home, um, like... <laughs> honor the father and then daddy's home too. uh jesus coming back for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. i did like there was a sequel it was timely it was timely because it was just released in theaters uh speaking of fathers uh jonathan holmes with a store credit winning top 10 entry uh the godfather which okay greatest movie of all time godfather i know you think it's shawshank Ooh. but it's actually godfather Look it up. Hold on. You think, hold on, hold on. Hold, let's talk about this for a moment. First, read his entry, okay. and then we're going to talk about Jonathan this. Holmes, The Godfathers. But then he put the, the subtitle tagline from the verse in Matthew 18, which was great. You tip my children, then you swim with fishes. And that's good. That's a good line. Okay, so you think Godfather's the greatest movie of all time? As a cinematic achievement, yes. Uh, but here's the here's the problem with that. <laughs> you can't pick a movie you don't watch every weekend. No, no. I in in the trilogy. Okay, first of all, three is not good at all. Right, but two is better than one. Godfather two is better than I don't the original like that Godfather. game though because it's better because the first one exists. Uh, no, dude. I think if two was a standalone movie with, you know, explaining a couple things, like I think, I think two is better than one. Is Godfather two better than Shawshank Redemption one? No, not a chance. (laughs) Shawshank Redemption is the most all around amazing movie. A Shawshank Redemption makes you feel almost every human emotion there is and that's why i think it's the greatest movie mm. you you're gonna you're gonna have a whole wide range of feels in that movie everything from surprise to Fear funny to funny yeah like oh yeah, yeah every single thing in it like you're gonna experience in that movie uh and hey it's, it's, amc it's has good. tried to kill it and it can't can't do it can't do it it's, it's Dude, all right now it's all right now I, I, five dollars check your check your local tv listings it's on right now <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> so as it should be. So uh, Jonathan Holmes, no Shawshank for Chad, but Godfather for me. So well played, sir. Enjoy your. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this next one out that it made me. Uh, this one made me laugh pretty good. Um, and so it was, uh, Magic Mike Double XL, <laughs> and then the tagline is, "There is only one God big enough to handle your problems." Thanks, Josh Beach, <laughs> for making us all uncomfortable and playing the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so those are so those are nine of our ten uh, pretty funny things. Do I ever do? Do I ever remind you of Channing Tatum? <laughs> uh, only that you're in a lot of movies that I'm not going to watch again. It's the it's the jawline. It's the it? jawline. It is. It's the, it's your it's your ability to do a nice little rip curl. Uh, okay, <laughs> so a big winner for the uh, the Amazon gift card store credit. Any year youth ministry booster uh, found out later he gave a lot of entries. Chad 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 laughed at some, but this was the one from from the from the man who uh, made it to the very top. Uh, the entry winning entry. Chad, drumroll please. Is six cents. 
the story of Lazarus. I see dead people. <laughs> so big props to Daniel Peavy for winning the prize. <laughs> the sixth sense, the story of Lazarus. I see dead people. Uh, that one's good because you could literally take it right now and teach it. Just go. You could go. You could teach it. The oh, movie's man. aged long enough now that, you know, the kids haven't seen it. The adults will get a little zip of a laugh out of it. It's good. It's good times. Here's the, pro- here's the problem with that movie, though, with that s- sermon series. You're letting a big spoiler out of that's that. true. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was dead the whole time. What do you what do you feel like is what's the threshold? Like how long does a movie have to be out for you to openly talk about it and no longer say like, hey, spoiler alert? Whenever the sequel comes out. Oh my gosh, that could take years. <laughs> uh, not really, not in this culture, right? It's three years. Uh, I I think whenever it makes it to direct download or or to rent, <laughs> if if, so, if someone can direct download it or rent it and they haven't yet, that's on them. That's on them. But I feel like you got to give them. You got to give them at least like two weeks, right? Yes, I guess. Like it's got to be out on Netflix for a couple weeks. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so here's a real question for you, Chad. So it's into summer, and a lot of us are thinking about fall, using different curriculums and series and stuff. Uh, what 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 are your thoughts on doing movie spoofs as curriculum? I know I know that for a lot of people, summertime at the movies, um, you know, summer blockbusters. Thanks to Marvel and Disney and Pixar, there's a lot of these big budget movies with some big values and teamwork and overcoming obstacles and adversity. How do you feel as a preacher? I mean, you, you, you teach and preach and speak a lot. Like, how do you feel as like that being the basis? Does it, does it feel too topical that way? Is it, is it better to start in the scripture? And then maybe like, if there happens to be a movie thing, like what, what do you feel is like a nice harmony between like people are intaking a lot of digital media? Like people are like well-versed in TV shows. Shows. Like I, I have to rethink how I talk about scripture study more like seasons of shows on Netflix. Like we talk all the time that we need to read our Bible like we Netflix, which is sometimes we binge and sometimes we go back and rewatch and it just, it changes everything. And so I, I think for like 2018, as someone who preaches to youth, preaches to young people like at what level do we let these like cultural like artifacts like speak into alongside or frame some of our theological and scriptural discussions so f- for me i'll talk personally first right um this that's really hard for me um like hard I, to I do like or I, uncomfortable for you uh both okay um it, cuz it's not my natural speaking style um because the thing that I, okay, I, let me explain it this way. If I were to take a biblical truth, right, and and I begin to, to write, unpack it, there may be a movie or a clip that I go, A, this can illustrate what I'm trying to say here, right? Mm-hmm. And then use it in that way. For me, the problem anytime I've ever had to do like a movie series, which I had this experience over the summer. Um, I was speaking at a camp. Um, the guy in charge wanted me to structure everything. Uh, their theme was sweep the leg. Okay. And, uh, and so like, don't give the enemy a foothold. And so, um, he wanted me to, utilize and use the karate kid movies in each one of my evening talks. 
And like that was extremely challenging for me because it didn't, I felt confined by the movie rather than like, these are the, these are the five things that I want to talk on. I found myself like scouring the movie and then trying to find like biblical, like application inside the movie. And I, I, I think that me personally, I think that that is upside down than the way that I would encourage people to do. Like, I like to start with scripture and then out of scripture, allow creativity to flow instead of coming from a place of creativity and then trying to like shove scripture into it. Um, oh, see, but I, I that, don't think it's always shoving into it, but I'll, I'll come back. Keep going, keep going. I, I would love to hear how. Y- how you do it the other way correctly. Okay. So I, I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So uh, I, I think for me, it's being able to notice certain parallel narratives, right? So I, I think um, sometimes you feel like you can be like kind of like wadding or packing scripture into the stories. Uh, but sometimes I think you, and, you, and the, some of this comes from, and you, you named it, that's why I asked you earlier, if it's something that you're uncomfortable with or something you feel like you just, aren't into enough like you've got to have a real like deep sense of scripture but also like a real deep sense of uh, of of the cultural artifact that you're kind of exploring and allowing both of them to kind of speak not because they speak at the same level uh, but because they each have something to say and so i i think like uh i mean so this summer when we did stuff related to Infinity War, Disney, Marvel, Avengers, whatever kind of stuff everybody's into it, uh, it's it's really hard to like find like Iron Man in the Bible, right? Like I mean you could be like you could do like the armor of God Iron Man thing because he has armor and there's armor there. Uh, but what we did was try to find a parallel narrative next to like what the infinity stones represent by their powers. And so like in scripture, we have easy access to understanding how important like, you know, the notion of time and space and power and like reality are. And so like, I don't think at any point that we like, like manipulate like, well, this is the comic that we're going to make sound like scripture or that this is scripture that we're going to wad into like a comic or a narrative. But like both of these like name something that's true. And we let like the scripture interpret why that's so like theologically founded as truth. Yeah, I just feel like my sermons would end up being 55 minutes long. OK, if I if I tried to do that, that, that I'd, I'd listen to it. I'd love it. <laughs> I don't know that you would, because for me, like, context is so important, and and every time I've tried to do what you do, I always just feel like I'm explaining, explaining. I'm grab, well, I'm grabbing like small verses and taking them a little bit out of like contextual context to make them fit into something. Okay. And and maybe that's what you're talking about. I, I would I would probably say that I, I'm not as well versed in this like cultural kind of thing, if that makes sense, to where I'm gonna go um Yeah, I, I let me back up. I I always would feel like this would be running through my head the entire time of trying to do that. If this kid has never watched the Avengers movie, sure, okay. Sure. Now I have to explain all this Avengers movie to them. And the scripture, right? yeah. 
and the scripture and then this verse and how this verse in Romans 12 only makes sense if you understand Romans 1 through 11, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so like I would constantly be feeling like I'm doing a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that for me, uh, is the, the, the tension as as far as me as a communicator it, no and that's and that's fair I, I guess i guess for me that where i'd push back is that like i feel like there's a lot of students maybe not for marvel but for something they are invested and are like cultural um excavators archaeologists like they, they're they're trying to assess and make sense of some things and i think you being able to speak both from a place of scripture and then a, like showing some insight and, and i think there's a way that some people would just say well you're trying to be relevant but i don't think it's just relevant i think it's showing the same kind of tools right like that there's there's something bigger to this than just entertainment and the same thing same way that like there's something bigger to scripture than just sunday and i think trying to share and shed light on some of those tools at least for me is like some of the like parallel work of of what ministry and like and like pastoring kind of is all right fair here here would be here would be my big advice on all of this and i think what zach and i are talking about is really important I think when we do things like this, we need to understand who we are as a communicator, yeah. right? And what we're trying to do. Um, and, and where it's appropriate, I think, is even, a, is even important. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at your group going, hey, we've got to, um, we've got to become a little bit more scripture, scriptural literate, right? Then, understanding um, staying away from things like this, I think could be good. But if you're going, Hey, we've got a Wednesday night or a Friday night and we're trying to um, really reach students that um, this is an entry point for them into scripture. Like this is, I think these are great things for, for them to begin to go, Hey, I've seen this movie. Why are we talking about this? Right. And all those kind of things. Okay. Let me make at least a caveat. I typically don't do a lot of like the cultural analysis, movie, album, whatever, like artifact stuff, unless it is like a retreat or camp. Because if they just show up for like one Wednesday or one Friday or one Sunday of a series, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. So I, I totally agree with you. Like if this is like your like one night or like bring a friend to Jesus night, don't get bogged down in like the lore of Lord of the Rings, just trying to make a point that sometimes sin takes the form of a small and can ruin the life of a larger. (laughs) And so, right. Right. I I think there's definitely a point to be made. Like don't, don't get lost in the legends and miss the like specific main point you're trying to make, especially if the audience is only going to maybe hear you one time. Sure. Well, and 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 I think it's just it, I I I find those speaking times so important for me. Um and maybe that's that's the way I look at look at it, right? Like I mean, what are you going to speak to them 30 times a year, right? Yeah. Maybe something around that and you have them, you know, 7 years at the most and so you have, you know, 210 Talks, sermons. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, um, I, I, I want them, I, I think you're constantly juggling of what is, what is my purpose for getting up here and speaking? And, and don't hear me say like, don't do movie series. That's not at all what I'm saying, but understand the focus of 
what you're teaching to and why you're teaching in that moment. What role does it play? Um, what, where does it lead our students as a whole? All of those kind of things. Um, and looking at things at a broader stroke and not just one single nine. That's good. All right, man. Well, summer kickoff season is here, and I hope that everybody had a really great one. We'll be back in a week with a new interview and some really exciting announcements for the month of October. Chad, are you excited for October? I'm pretty excited for October. Trigger treat. Trigger treat is happening. Uh, thanks for listening to Booster. So for our big winner, Daniel Peavy, and then for our other winners, Joshua Crouch, Josh Veach, Trent Michaels, uh, Jonathan Baldwin, Doug Stevens, Alan Posey, Ted Simmons, Jonathan Holmes. Uh, we'll make sure and we'll tag in the links and that you uh, get the appropriate credits and prizes because well played, fellas. Well played. We'll see you guys next week.